back, bitches. Good evening. Well, I'm back from vacation, so we're going to report record another podcast. Here we go. Where'd you go? Idaho? I went to Idaho, you know. And uh, it was fantastic and sad. We've been overrun by Californians, so. What brings Californians to Idaho? Uh, it's low cost of living. Oh, but California is so nice. Yeah, California apparently is the greatest state on the planet that no one wants to live in. That's what everyone keeps saying. <laughs> <laughs> they want you to visit it. They make all the movies. They do all that stuff. And apparently they don't want to live there. No, no. You remember episode one? It was like, God, what, 60 degrees out? Yeah, and you were wearing like five layers of clothes? Now he's got shorts on and it's like what 20 <laughs> it's probably right at the freezing yeah adjusted We're... real fast <laughs> i'm from the north you know you gotta learn to live in the wild you gotta be in the cold yeah you know? yeah well i had coronavirus so with what 10 days 12 days off something like that a lot of days i mean i don't think you should have said that on air but luckily we only have five followers so no one will know I'm trying to get sympathy follows. Oh, are you? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, tell me what it was like to have coronavirus. I was real sick. That's what it was like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just laid on the couch. And it's, well, this sucks. I'll just lay here for a while. And then I got better. Nice. And then to make sure that I could still go in public, I just basically lied to everyone that I know and said, coronavirus? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> so, I didn't have it either. <laughs> You know, so I just went shopping and didn't wear a mask. It's fine. It's fine, you know. We need herd immunity anyways, so. I mean, we need to hurry up and herd immunity because this is taking forever. It's only been like, what are we on now? Like February to October? What are we, seven months deep on this? Yeah, something like that. And there's some old people that I haven't even seen for so long. Yeah, I don't. Do you think they're still alive? Who's to say? Maybe they're alive. Maybe they're not. I mean, I've. I haven't heard that they died, so I assume they'd probably somebody would let me know. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Anyways, moving on. Back to Hunter Biden. Oh my. Back to Hunter Biden. There's a picture that was just released today of Hunter Biden fucking sleeping with a crack pipe in his mouth. <laughs> that was strange. Who did who how old is that picture, do you think? I don't know, but it's only been out now for like a few hours. So if you're listening to this in the future, Sam, (laughs) we don't know the specifics yet. (laughs) All I know is I saw the picture and I was like, God damn, crack pipe picture. That's solid. (laughs) That's going to help. (laughs) So is this like um, pre-recovered drug addict Biden or is this, is this like, yesterday i'm proud of you son for doing not doing drugs anymore still doing drugs biden do you think i don't know i heard it was off of some laptop or something so i mean i hope for him that that is an old picture because like i didn't know people still had crack pipes i thought that was something from like the 1990s yeah crack pipe what is this fight club (laughs) grow up Oh, let me know about this Native American that you found that said oppression's over. Oh, I didn't, that it wasn't a Native American. Oh, it wasn't a Native American? Yeah. Uh, it was a, a, a black man who played in the NFL. I don't have his 
I can look real quick for the the deets, the details if I can find them again. Man, why didn't you tell me this was going to be on the podcast? I would have saved that. Well, we don't need the specifics, but this black man says oppression is over. Deal with it. Yeah, that's what he said. He was like, I did really great in this country. You guys can too. You know, and maybe things were different for him when he was younger. Maybe things have gotten worse. I mean, he grew up in rural southern Georgia, I think it said. And he went to the Olympics and played in the NFL and met a whole bunch of famous people and had a great life. So he's saying anyone can do it now. Anybody. Anyone. Even if you're white? Even if you're white, no matter what, who you are. Oh, I'm glad that our people can finally break through that glass ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) Man, woman, child. You could all find and follow your dreams and be a success. That's what he's saying. Oh, thank goodness. He's a very inspiring man. Well, maybe I'll try football now. (laughs) <laughs> now that I know that white people can finally make it. <laughs> you know, I think there's still some size requirements. <laughs> <laughs> white people are still out. <laughs> yeah. I imagine there's a lot of linemen who are white. I don't know if there's a lot of uh, more than that, you know? <laughs> yeah, if you want to be a white runner, though, the yeah. odds are stacked. <laughs> yeah. Might not make it. You know, I've I've never had the urge to run in my life, so I'm, okay. not, I'm never going to be a professional athlete. Like, I just don't have that urge. Everyone's got a fight or flight. I don't have a flight. I just, I'm going to stay right where I am. This is good. Yeah, see where it goes. (laughs) Well, you played sports, though. You were in football for, like... I was. I was in football. Won a state championship, even. But I wasn't very good. I just happened to be playing against other white people in a very small state by population. Well, you were, like, a lineman, though, right? Yeah. 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 Didn't run anywhere. I just, I played only defense. Yeah. Well, you were pretty big, so you had to be a lineman. You yeah. know this, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had no other options. Plus, I couldn't run fast. You know? I was a nose guard. Were you? Yeah. You were a nose guard. I was a nose guard. Really? The idea was, you know, I'd be able to just slide right through, right? Yeah. Worked out. Or did it really? Yeah, I was like MVP, like time why'd you stop playing football well i played when i was young so i turned like you know 14 and i was like this is totally dumb this is killing me sports are stupid (laughs) (laughs) if you thought how we felt about nature sucked (laughs) we don't like sports either (laughs) yeah i wasn't very good at sports like i was on the team lucky for me most teams didn't have cuts so i played every sport turned out mediocre to not good at most sports well i mean i was decent when i wasn't smoking cigarettes why didn't you stay in this field then if you had the skill because it was dumb you know what i'm talking about you're sitting there everyone's getting hurt and you're just like why (laughs) (laughs) we're living in you know arguably the greatest country and we're sitting here as children getting hurt playing sports seemingly for no reason especially football like people are getting brain injuries and stuff oh yeah oh yeah i got i got hit hard enough to go blind a couple of times yeah and it's like is that worth it maybe if i become a millionaire but the odds of that happening is like what one in thirty thousand. yeah yeah 
like maybe two or three people from the state of Idaho have ever become a professional that was making millions. Yeah, and you know how there's always this uh, that stereotype of the kids that are in sports and they're stupid. You know, they like barely passing classes because they're not trying. In reality, they're just getting so many brain injuries that they're failing. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably they're true. They're just sacrificing more than people realize. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're playing any sport that involves getting your head smashed against another person's head, you're probably losing brain cells every game. They might as well have just been binge drinking every weekend, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I told you when I, really, I did really good in track because I ran out of money and then I couldn't buy cigarettes so i was like really (laughs) really good in track for like two weeks you know so we're like doing tryouts and the coach is just like well we'll try you out for this relay and i ran like really fucking fast like really fucking great because here i had been practicing well smoking a pack of cigarettes a day so once i ran out i couldn't afford cigarettes i was doing really good because now i wasn't smoking and then by the time you know we we made it to state and i'm running at state and while i could afford cigarettes again so i of course you know i smoked (laughs) (laughs) i was at the state championship sneaking out (laughs) and having cigarettes and then when i ran that relay i just fucked it for those other three guys that sucks so you you could have been a state champion you could have been a contender we could have did really well (laughs) you got scholarships it's a life-changing moment hey addiction you know how did those three other guys take it that you obviously did not run as good as normal they knew they knew (laughs) they accepted it they got a week off from school to go to state so it's fine I think the coach knew, too. He probably got a good smell of me and was just like, great. Great. (laughs) We're fucked. This sucks. As a coach, how how disappointed are you when you realize that your star relay is about to lose because some kid is smoking cigarettes (laughs) under the bleachers? Hey, what do you do, you know? Yeah. What do you do? He probably knew the risk. Yeah, I mean, he high school coach, so shouldn't be that much expectation, right? Yeah, I mean, well, he knew me, so and yeah. I was always in trouble, so. Fair enough, fair enough. If you could go back and talk to your young self, would you be like, hey, just don't smoke cigarettes till the end of the season? I'd probably tell myself to not waste my time in track either. Oh, would you? Because I was basically just there to break all the rules anyways, okay. you know? Fair enough. So, so you'd be like, don't even waste your time to track video games because it's going to be big. Yeah. If there's any young people listening, video games, that's where it is. Don't play sports, video games. games (laughs) That's the future. Our parents told us that we were wasting our time and wasting our efforts and we could be millionaires right now and still have our brains intact had we focused on video games. Yeah, I had the perfect body for it though. I was scrawny as fuck, so. Oh yeah, you should have done like cross country. Like those, you were perfect for cross country. Well, I was a good sprinter. Oh, you you weren't so, you weren't good over the land over time. Well, no, because the whole smoking thing. But, but you would have been. Had but you I would have been probably. Been yeah. A smoker. Yeah, probably. So, how many miles a day did you walk at a time? Would you say? Oh, probably six, seven at least. And then you were running at just, practice. Just because we lived in that small town so i had walked all my friends houses and to school and whatever yeah how far was school from your house well my parents lived out of town but they dropped me off in town and then i would just walk like a mile and a half to school so oh how far out of town did you live we lived like 
seven miles out of town. Dang. But my grandmother's house was in town, so they just dropped me off there, and then I'd walk from there to the school. Why didn't they just drop you off at the school? It was too early. Oh, okay. Because yeah. they had to get to work? Yeah. Fair enough. They had jobs. They had jobs to keep you alive? Selfish. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why can't they just be independently wealthy? Yeah, like everybody else, like my friend's parents. <laughs> Your mom actually has time to bring you to school? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had a really great idea when we were talking last time about nature. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about trophy hunting. And I think we should start doing that with plants. Oh, like in the coolest plant? Yeah, like finding the biggest, oldest tree. cutting it down (laughs) well you know they do that with like other animals like rhinos and stuff Mm -hmm. they're just like well to conserve rhinos we'll just sell a you know fifty thousand dollar tag to shoot a rhino that needs to get killed anyways and then use all that money for preservation of the species we should do that with trees I see. So you let me go into the middle of the Amazon forest or whatever and cut down like a, you know, 5,000-year-old tree to make some guitars out of. I see. All that money could go towards saving the rest of those old trees. So you sell like one of the trees for like $100,000. No. And then the rest of that money goes to conservation of the rainforest. That's the idea. That's a brilliant idea. When did you come up with this idea? How did this Just hit the you? other day. It's brilliant. That is a great idea. I think people would actually get behind that. One, how many people are going to buy these guitars and guitar cases and tables and stuff made from these trees because it's helping the rainforest to be all like arrogant? And then two, that's a lot of income for like the, the natives around there, you know? Yeah, besides trees, sorry to tell you folks, they don't have feelings, so cut yeah. them down, it's fine. Cut one down. Cut one down. Cut down a tree to save the, the forest? That's a good idea. Well, even if you take the money out of it, like we do it with animals. Like, remember I told you, well, NPR had that guy who, like, accidentally cut down the oldest tree that's ever been found. Yeah. I'd have been proud of that. Yeah. You know, if you would have accidentally, like, went hunting and killed, like... You know, the oldest, most majestic freaking buck. Like, you'd mount that on your wall, but apparently you got accidentally killed the oldest tree known to mankind. I'd drag that thing out of the forest and do something with it. Oh, yeah, get a helicopter and lift it up out of there. Yeah, it doesn't need to die in vain. I'm with you there. Actually, I was thinking while you were saying this, had they done that in California, like cut down a big redwood tree and sold it and used that money to then clean up the rest of the forest and do uh, controlled burns and stuff, maybe California wouldn't be on fire right now. Yeah, and it could just and California can just be a little on fire all the time. Yeah, instead of <laughs> a lot of on fire instead of big every fire. Summer. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. Yep. Yeah, we should uh, talk to maybe I don't know who's over trees. I don't know. Uh, we might have to look into this. We're going to have to do further research so that we can pitch your idea. Yeah, there's probably some tree guy you got to talk to. Yeah. Oh, the Lorax, basically. Yeah, like basically the Lorax of every every state and every country. You're going to have to basically meet up with the Lorax, and then you're going to have to like do some 
double dealing. You're going to have to work something out with the Lorax. Yeah. So you're going to have to cut down a tree to get the Lorax to like come out of the trunk because that's how it works, right? Like yeah. Mario. Yeah. Lorax comes out and then you make a deal. You're like, listen, this uh, this will be the only tree. Here's $100,000. Save other trees, Lorax. I love you. Yeah, because they had like um, really old wood that they sell for making like electric guitars with and i think just the wood is like five thousand dollars and then the guitar is worth like double that after it's made where do they get this wood from underwater oh yeah wow i forget what it's called how do you get into that business like underwater tree game they find them in like old rivers and stuff and they just pull them up like waterlogged yeah i don't think it's the same stuff that's here where they used to like transport them down like the mississippi or whatever with with log rollers i think they just go out to like forests and stuff and happen to come across something like that that's been sitting in i think it's just that one tree that they've been selling chunks of what does it why does the wood become more valuable just the way the grains go because of the water in it or what yeah it looks really sick you can tell the difference like really old wood and it's got really tight grain on it Nice. That's how we like it. I like that. I like that shit tight. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's way stronger that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Great idea. We need to figure out how to pitch that. I'm gonna look into that further, and then maybe we should talk about it on our next podcast. Yeah, we could. Yeah. So speaking of killing trees, uh, we're talking about killing animals with your bare hands. Bare hands. Bare hands. Yeah. So. Uh, we were watching a video of this guy in Utah who was being like chased down by a mountain lion and he slowly backed off and then finally threw a rock at it and it ran away. And then we're like, could you kill a mountain lion with your bare hands? Full committal. You probably could. And what would be your technique? Shoving your arm down its throat. Shoving your arm down its throat. Yeah. That's a lot of gutsy move, but... Nobody's going to bite you with an arm sticking down his throat. So, after Colin suggested putting an arm down animal's throat to kill it, which he says is the best move, we looked up if a man had ever killed a bear with his bare hands. And in Jackson, Wyoming, there's a legend of a man who killed a bear with his bare hands using the exact technique that Colin had said. Apparently, he had shoved his hand down the bear's throat, got a hold of its esophagus, and started squeezing it. At the same time, it started, he started biting into his neck and got his jugular. That's what you do. You fist it. Yeah. Elbow the- deep through the feeding end. <laughs> yep. Choke it out. And apparently, a game warden from uh, the, the Game and Fish in Wyoming went and checked it, and he said, indeed, that's how the bear was killed. Was with the strangulation and biting to the neck. Yep, it wasn't just a tall tail. Yeah, and if you want to see this bear, it is mounted in the Million Dollar Cowboy Bar in Jackson, Wyoming. Yep. So, and they, it says that's considered really tough, even by Wyoming standards. And I've lived in Wyoming, you have to be extra tough to live there. It's rough. Extra tough? It's a rough place. Like, how tough you gotta be? <sighs> like... You least have to be willing to kill a Rottweiler with your bare hands. Tough. Are they letting Californians in? 
Yeah, they're coming in droves. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. They're using videos. They're using deep fakes. Yeah, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, there was a half million people from Wyoming who lived in Wyoming, and no one went to Wyoming. As an adult, there's another half million Californians there who are not from Wyoming. Yeah, it'd be pretty tough. Yeah, this is uh, you know. This is North Dakota, and they say the same thing. You ought to be tough and willing to be bored all the time. (laughs) In North Dakota, they're just seeing how long you can live without dying of boredom. Yeah. When I first came here, I had a really shitty phone, and, like, I didn't use, like, Google Maps or anything. So I just had to, like, I would just go to gas stations and look at fucking maps. And there's this one guy. He's looking at the big map on the wall. And I'm standing next to him, and I'm looking at the big map on the wall, doing map things. And he's like, where are you going? I was like, North Dakota, where are you going? He's like, I'm leaving North Dakota. I was like, Williston, North Dakota? He's like, yeah, you don't want to fucking go there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now on your way, so this is like someone tells you you don't want to go there. And then you proceeded to go there. Yeah, he literally just told me without me even asking that I don't want to go to Williston, North Dakota <laughs> as I'm going there. <laughs> what, what Was he right? Did you want to come here or didn't you? I mean, we're doing this podcast now, right? So you did. Made it all worth it. You know? <laughs> it was totally worth it. Moving to North Dakota right here wouldn't have been on this podcast if it wasn't Wouldn't have been on this podcast. We've got five followers yeah, like 40 people have pushed play on our podcast and that's amazing while guitar's playing brandon i think he kind of admitted that he's listened to it more than once so it's just nice. like great so that's not like other people listening it's just like some of the fans that we have are really fucking into it so. <laughs> and uh back to brandon Guitar playing, Brandon, whenever you want to come and throw down about the wilds and why it's so great or not, feel free to come. I know you've listened to this like four times. Now you're going to hear me say it again. Yeah, is it better ready. the fifth time around? Or is this number five? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> he was going to come on. He wanted to do one while you weren't here because he's well, looking at all the stuff. He's like, Maybe we should do one without tanner here and i'd be like that'd be really funny you can just call out tanner on his own fucking podcast (laughs) call me out that'd be amazing (laughs) i heard what you said (laughs) i heard what you said when you're back in town i'll be back that'd be amazing (laughs) that's awesome i hope he comes by this weekend and we'll have a duel we'll have a verbal duel me and brandon you should probably set that up yep yep so you were talking earlier today when you were fighting when you were a kid you got like a list of best fights. You got the best fight. You can tell us the story about the best fight you ever had. Oh, I didn't have a best fight. I'm really bad at fighting. Like I've been in a number of fights and I thought I was really good at fighting, but then I went to my 10 year class reunion and everyone told me that in fact I was bad at fighting. I'm just really good at getting punched in the face and not getting knocked out. So the best fights I ever did, did I ever tell you the time I my whole high school had a boxing match, like every grade, and then if you won it, you fought the kid from the other grade, and then there was a boss mode. Nope, I've never heard about this. Okay, so we, my freshman year, we have this giant boxing match at this kid's house, and all these, all the males from my high school show up, and... All the freshmen fight each other, and I'm a monster, all right? I'm already, like, six foot two, 350 pounds as a freshman. I'm fighting way out of my weight class. 
And what the rules were is if you started bleeding and couldn't stop, you were out. If you uh, got knocked out, you were out. Or if you gave up, you were out. And it was just three one-minute rounds. And so they started, and these kids would just punch the shit out of me. Just punch me and punch me and punch me. And I would just hold my hands above, like, in front of my face and, like, dodge, sort of. Yeah. And then when they put their hands down, I would just punch them right square in the mouth and split their mouth open, and they'd start bleeding, and then they'd lose. And so I won the, all the freshmen with this tactic, and they're punching me hundreds of times. Like, these guys are, like, punching me like I'm fighting a windmill. Yeah, we were wearing them down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I fight the sophomore winner, same strategy. I get it done. And then I get to the, the senior, and he's the biggest guy in our school. And he would hold his hands above his head like like a praemantis, and then he would come down on top of your head. That How old were you? I was uh, 15. That's not a very sound fighting technique. That wasn't my technique. That was his technique. No, I mean his technique. That I mean, no, really, he was 18. That sounds really awkward. Yeah, very awkward. He was like, you know, sort of like hammer fisting. Like, you know, if you're fighting uh, my younger, your younger sister or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's, like, very strong. So this is working for him. He's like a farm kid. He lifted weights, you know. So he's going full Donkey Kong. <laughs> just broke. <laughs> and uh, we get into this fight, and he is hitting me good. And these ones I'm feeling. Like, even with the adrenaline on and everything, I'm feeling these hits. And uh, finally, he drops his hands, and I punch him in the face. And split his mouth open. And I'm super tired. And I go to leave. And I'm taking my gloves off. And the dude's pissed that he lost. So he tackles me onto like a a table. And starts punching me like in the back. And holding me down. And then everyone tackled him. And that was the end of the whole fight. I didn't do anything. I lost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the best fight. Probably the best like the first real fight that uh, I felt was, you know. A painful, like, ugh, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I also got Spartan kicked one time, and the person who did it was so good. They opened up by throwing a loaf of bread into my face. Yeah. And I put my hands up to, like, block it, and then they kicked me in the chest. Yeah. And then I proceeded to pretend to be hurt real bad, then wasn't, then came at him, but then they lost. I lost again. Yeah. I would have to say I... I lost the majority of fights I was in, now that I've thought about it. Now that you've thought about <laughs> it. <laughs> I, you'd think I'd stop going to him. You know what I mean? Just showing up's half the, half the battle. <laughs> Fair enough. It's nerve-wracking. And you know what? Now that i thought about it, a lot of my friends lost a lot of fights, too. But apparently we just were gluttons for punishment. That was a... You know, if you're from a small town of 500 people... You get a lot of respect for showing up to lose a fight. Yep. And the, that respect is enough, you know? Yep. Uh, you were telling me about a fight you witnessed when you were in high school today? Yeah, and... there was a kid, Alan, and he was super nerdy fucking kid. And then he got into a thing with the like quarterback of the football team and... They got into a fight out at the cemetery during science class. And in order to win that fight, the nerdy kid yelled super kick. And then, well, the other guy was like 
preparing to block for a kick, he just went and punched him right in the face. Just knocked him out. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. He's just, oh, super kick! And he just goes to the block and just, pow! Knocked him right out in the cemetery. It's a good thing there wasn't an open hole. <laughs> how, long, how long do you think he thought of that strategy? Like, where he was like, if I ever get in a fight, this is what I'm going to do. I mean, I was friends with him, and he said it just came to him. He's like, it just came to me. <laughs> that moment. I'll just yell super kick, and then I'll just go in for a big fucking punch. And he just wound up and just clocked him. <laughs> After you beat up the star, was he the star quarterback? Who was he? You didn't like football. No, no. I mean, the kid who got beat up. What was he? Well, yeah, he was like the quarterback. Yeah, if you beat up the quarterback and you're like a nerdy kid who watches Power Rangers and like plays Yu-Gi-Oh cards, how cool are you? He was super fucking cool after that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we didn't have enough kids in our high school for there to even really be groups, you know? Yeah. Like, like I was like the goth kid and Mm -hmm. there was one other goth kid and he was like five years younger than me, (laughs) you know? So like, we didn't really have groups. (laughs) So he was super awesome in every crew after that? Yeah, he was just super awesome after that. That is amazing. That is the best. See, I never witnessed a fight that cool where the like David and Goliath thing happened and David actually won. It was mainly just Goliaths destroying Davids. That's what I ever, That's all the fights well, I saw. Well, I got into a fight when I was in grade school. It was Ricky. I guess I'll have to tell you the lore. It was my dad at his old house in Lake Crystal and... It was a farmhouse, but there's two houses out on this same farmland, like next to each other, pretty much. But you just a little ways away. So, I was friends with all the kids that had like lived in that rental house that was like right next door in the middle of nowhere, because it's the middle of nowhere. So yeah. you're obviously gonna be friends with all the kids that are ever there. And I was friends with this kid named Ricky for like two years, but he always thought he was better than me because his dad would buy him all this cool shit like he got a sega and like a a little moped like all this cool stuff you know so he'd get the moped and he'd be like you want to race me on your bicycle and of course you know he'd just like take off destroy and i'd be like well yeah you have a moped like you're moping around over here (laughs) (laughs) you know but we got along well enough and then he moved away and then like three years later i moved to another town and it turned out that's where he moved so we ran into each other at this school like years later but we're still like super young so now we're like 12 and there's ricky and i thought like oh here's a friend of mine like i'm not here alone like i'm not the new kid i've got ricky well ricky immediately starts picking on me and he convinced everybody like the first day i went to that school that i eat my own poop (laughs) (laughs) why it's like right out of the gate i'm just i don't know so i moved to a new school and immediately i eat my (laughs) own poop (laughs) that's horrible out of nowhere so things are like snowballing and I'm not like a big kid or anything, you yeah. know, and he just keeps spreading rumors about me eating poop or like drinking pee or God knows what. I don't remember. <laughs> and then it finally comes to a head in the hallway and I've had enough and we're all like walking in single file down this like concrete spiral like staircase and he says some shit to me, and I have this big pile of books, and I just whop right over the head, and he goes all the way down the stairs. Oh my. <laughs> he was, he got it bad. He could have died, <laughs> dude. I remember somebody had told me like, you just don't put up with it, like, just fucking start a fight with him, and he'll fucking leave you alone. 
And apparently it took every, I remember it took everything I had to just take my books and just pick them up and just pop right over the head. Wow. How did he uh, take that? Well, he fell down the stairs and of course the teacher like heard the moving around and then we're both kind of, you know, I ran down the stairs to like see if he was all right. Like I fucking cared or something. Yeah. <laughs> and the teacher's like, stand, what happened? And of course, Ricky, he thought he was a super badass, so he wasn't going to like snitch on me. Yeah. So course. he had honor and then. I had his respect. I think he told some people that I didn't actually eat my poop after that. Wow. <laughs> Colin never ate his poop. Yeah, I'm going to tell the truth. He didn't eat his poop that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, another weird thing that happened to us today. Colin saw that I could use a yo-yo. And then he decided that my whole life was exactly like Napoleon Dynamite. And it was. That's exactly how it was. If you move to small town Idaho, you will see that everything is like Napoleon Dynamite. That's just the truth. And now the word's out. That's a real documentary of Idaho. Remember that, folks. Yeah, you're here now. You what you you register for a driver's license or whatever, and they're like, "Well, your nunchucks and yo-yo are in the mail, sir." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that town in North Dakota that gives you a brick. What's the name of that town? Brick City, Hebron. In Brick City, Hebron, they give you a brick. The day you become, a, what is it, a Hebronian? Hebronian. Hebronian. If you become a Hebronian, they all carry a brick. Because apparently they should always be ready for riots. And they were, what, the first what? They have the like country's first brick factory. Oh, nice. So when you go to hook up your utilities, they like they give you a little Hebron brick pocket size. Nice. <laughs> and uh, do you still have that brick? Weighing papers down. Somebody does. I don't. Oh, I, that's true. Every time I go past Hebron, I think I should drop in there and get a new brick. And they'll be like, we understand. <laughs> hey, listen, Hebron, Hebron. How do you say the word? Hebron. Hebron. Uh, if anyone from Hebron is listening to this right now, I'm just letting you know that Colin would appreciate another brick. And if you want us to do a whole podcast on your town in return for two bricks, because I would also like one of those. That's pretty sweet. We will do it if you bring us some bricks. No problem. If the mayor of Hebron wants to come to our podcast, tell us all about the town and give us bricks, come on. You know, we got 40 listeners. 40 listeners. 40 plays. (laughs) (laughs) Five followers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brandon and Sam. This is like on Spotify now, so. You got it on Spotify? Yeah. When did you do that? Just the other day. So now you can search for If and You Do on Spotify. Oh my gosh. If and You Do is on Spotify. We got to get a card made. It might be on like whatever Apple Play or whatever the hell that is. I tried. So it might be on there now. If and You Do is on Spotify, everybody. We're getting big. We're getting big. Getting big. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Is there anything else pressing in our lives that we need to talk about? That's it, son. Nice. Well, folks, thanks for coming out. Colin, will you play us out? Oh, he's getting ready. Here he goes.
Thanks, everybody.